You're listening to Rama for Today. In that uh, Pentecostal parsonage, in the living room, and I don't know whether they tried to instruct me or not. If they did, I'd just close my ears. I'd just shut my eyes when I knelt down and lifted up both hands and said to the Lord, I've come down here to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to receive this experience. I know that I, by faith I was saved. By faith I was raised up from a deathbed. Now by faith I receive. Amen. So now then, I have received the Holy Ghost, and so I am now filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now then, I said, Lord, I expect to speak with tongues. Because they spoke with tongues here on the... See, you got to get filled first. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on our inheritance, priceless. Next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, you see, uh, the Holy Ghost was not yet given. That's the reason he told them to tarry. Tarry means wait. Wait in Jerusalem. It was necessary that they wait. It was necessary that they wait in Jerusalem. That's not a formula for being filled with the Holy Ghost. For if it was, everybody would have to go to Jerusalem to get it. No, they had to wait. Now, why did they have to wait? Because the day of Pentecost wasn't, hadn't come yet. Now turn to Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they went in one court in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now notice this. The Holy Ghost could not be poured out. In other words, he couldn't come till the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a a sound from heaven like as a rushing mighty wind. Now you don't ever see that happening again. You see people receiving the Holy Ghost and speaking with tongues again in the Acts. But you don't ever read anything about a rushing mighty wind. Now why? Because you see that was the Holy Ghost coming and he's here now. And he's been here ever since then. I said, he's been here ever since then. And so then, after the day of Pentecost, it's just a matter of receiving. Because he's here. He's here. I remember, uh, as a young Baptist boy, pastor and preacher, I I remember I, uh, you know, came around the Pentecostal folks because they believed in divine healing. And I'd been healed and raised up from the deathbed. And and so I, I would come around them to, to receive fellowship uh, around faith and healing because it strengthened my faith. But they preached this baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues and in doom of the power of bone high. I sort of closed my ears to that. I said to myself, well, I believe in the Holy Ghost, all right. But, uh, you know, I thought, you know, because we were taught that if you're born again, you're born of the Spirit, and that is true. And if you're born of the Spirit, then you have the Spirit. And if you have the Spirit, that's the end of it, period. But you see, it's one thing to be born of the Spirit and another thing to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And so, I sort of closed my ears to that. And to tell you the real truth about it, I I was, in the fall of the year, going to enroll in Baptist Seminary. But walking down the street in my hometown, I I said to, on the eighth day of 
of April 1937, which was on a Thursday, you remember? And I said, uh, Lord, who's right about this? Who's right about this Holy Ghost business? And I began to tell him what my church said. And then even ministers in my own church disagreed. One Baptist uh, pastor out of Dallas said, there is an experience subsequent to salvation called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's an endowment of power from on high, but you don't have to speak with tongues. You just claim it by faith and go out to witness and you got it. But then a Baptist professor in Baylor University said, an older man to all the graduating class, he said, there is an experience called a baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's an endowment of power from on high. And don't you dare go out and preach without it. And that's about all he dare say about it. And then I said, Lord, about what are these, these Pentecostal folks. Now they say, you know, you're filled with the Spirit and speak with tongue. But you know, the Holy Ghost will always take you right back to the Word. And he just simply asked me on the inside of me because I'm born of the Spirit and he's in my spirit. On the inside of me, the Holy Ghost or Jesus through the Spirit said to me, what does Acts 2.38 said? Well, I said Acts 2.38 said, Peter preaching to him on the day of Pentecost, be repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for remission of sin. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I said to the Lord, I believe in the Holy Ghost. It's this tongues business that I don't know about. He said, what does the 39th verse say? Because, see, I could quote two-thirds of the New Testament. So I said, and he knew I knew it. I said, well, Acts 2.39 said, For the promises unto you and unto your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And then I said again, I, I believe in the Holy Ghost, all right. It's this tongue business. And then he said to me, what was that they received on the day of Pentecost? What does Acts 2, 4 say? I said, why well, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to say, oh, 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 oh. I said, I see it. I see it. I just walking down the street, not praying out loud, praying on the inside of it. I said, I see it. I see it. I've got the same new birth they had then. Amen. I've been born of the Spirit. We, we keep the same Lord's Supper that they did. Same communion table. Uh, or we Baptists at least, were the same water baptism. And I said, why not have the same Holy Ghost baptism? Well, I know what I'll do, I said. I'll just go down to the Pentecostal preacher's house right now and receive this experience. Because you see, I knew it was by faith. And so I went down there, and the first thing he said was, wait. They were in revival. He said, we're in revival. Why don't you wait and seek for it in the service tonight. I said, it won't take me long to receive. <laughs> and I noticed Evangelism is the pastor with his elbow. And he said, well, come on in then. So I went in, knelt down by a large chair. And I don't know whether they tried to instruct me or not. But I started practicing that as a teenager. I, I just, just shutting out things. You could too if you would do it. But, you see, in my day, then after I was married and our children came on, we pastored a one-room church. We didn't have a study. And my study was in the house. And in the first church, when Ken came along, we had a little three-room parsonage. I don't mean three bedrooms. I mean three total rooms. That's all of it. Shotgun house. And, and, and so you got one bedroom. And you got one room, the living room, and I got a desk over in the country and over in the corner of it and a, 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 a bookcase above it and then kitchen, you know, dining room, everything's all together in one room. Well, see, there isn't any place for anybody else. And then we only have heat in one room. 
and that's in this living room. And so everybody's in there. I'm sitting over in the corner. Well, you can turn the radio on. The kids are playing and hollering. And I just shut them out. I don't know anything's going on. Just concentrate on what I'm doing. It doesn't bother me that he's been, well, I can do that yet. You can have the TV on, the radio on. Kids are running and jumping and hollering. And I'll just sit down in my chair and open up my book, Bible, book or whatever I got, and read it and not know anything's going on anywhere. And so I knelt down by a large chair in that uh, Pentecostal parsonage in the living room. And I don't know whether they tried to instruct me or not. If they did, I'd just close my ears. I'd just shut my eyes when I knelt down and lifted up both hands and said to the Lord, I've come down here to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to receive this experience. I know that I, by faith I was saved. By faith I was raised up from a deathbed. Now by faith I receive. Amen. So now then, I have received the Holy Ghost. And so I am now filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now then, I said, Lord, I expect to speak with tongues. Because they spoke with tongues here on the... See, you got to get filled first. See, you receive the Holy Ghost first, and then you speak with tongues. You don't speak with tongues and then receive the Holy Ghost. That'd be sort of like a fellow, you know, if he had a pair of shoes with tongues, then going to get the tongues first and then the shoes. No, you get the shoes and the tongues take care of themselves. Amen. I said, amen. I said, amen. And so I said, now I have the Holy Ghost and the tongues goes with us, so I expect to speak with tongues. Hallelujah. Now, I'll be honest with you, I never walked by feeling, but I never felt so dry in my life. Never felt so dull, so listless, but I said, Hallelujah. I said hallelujah about a half a dozen times. And about that time, I know everybody's going to have your own experience, but about that time it felt to me like somebody built a bonfire right in here. I mean, it just got hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. And it seemed like I could see like a fire, you know, and these, these flames are coming up and these strange words come. And it seemed like I knew what they'd sound like, so I just started speaking them out. And I spent an hour and a half talking in other tongues, sang three songs in other tongues. I could have quit any time I wanted to, but I didn't want to quit. I mean, it's too good. Amen. And so, praise God. I, so I saw, I knew, you see, then I switched over. I got the left foot of fellowship among the Baptists, came over among the Pentecostals. Well, in those days, everybody tarried. They taught tarry, 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 tarry. Well, you don't come in, you know, as a 21-year-old boy. I'd been preaching since a 17. But you don't come in and correct folks. If you got any sense, you don't. You can prove to people that you love them. You can do nearly anything you want to, and they'll follow you. So I'd just go ahead and invite people to come to the altar. They'd tear with them once in a while, in spite of it, not because of it, but in spite of it, getting one of them filled with the Spirit. I never prayed with a person to be filled with the Holy Ghost because I knew you didn't have to do all of that. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the three CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, A Fresh Anointing, and the book from Kenneth Hagan, Create the World You Want to See. Also, a CD from Lynette Hagan entitled, You Can Have Success. All this for the special price of $25. That's almost $18 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. 
That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We really like to hear from you. We like to hear prayer requests. We like to get prayer requests. In fact, and I praise ju- reports. And praise yes. reports. I just was, uh, well, I had some on my, uh, that come across my desk uh, and I, I prayed for them. I, I, and somebody said, well, how we I lay my hands on yes. the sheet of paper that has the request and pray for that request And personally. I can vouch for that because I hear you praying because my office is right next to yours. It, it, <laughs> in, in fact, I, I noticed it be- before I walked out of the office to come to the studio here uh, on the other side of the campus, uh, I, I noticed that I, I had I had another another stack of them there, and I'll do those either yes. later this later or today or tomorrow, tomorrow That's when right. I get a chance. But you can email us at partnerservice at rama.org. That's partnerservice at rama.org and yes. give a praise report, a prayer request, and and uh, you know. And you also can become a, a, a work partner club member with us if you desire. And you say, well, what is that? Well, it's somebody that prays for us yes. regularly yes. and sends an offering at least once a month. Whatever you can afford to send in, and, and you become a partner and help us. It, uh, you can go to rhema.org and slash WPC. You can find anything out at rhema.org. At rhema.org. That's, That's right. right. But, but word partners and others help us to keep this program going. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on our inheritance, priceless. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.